So have economic and social obstacles become deterrents to having children? According to a recent article in the Wall Street Journal, yes. And there are three reasons. If you all want to look this up now or when we're done here, the title of this article is called Why Americans Are Having Fewer Babies. And it was just published over the uh, Memorial Day weekend. So it's all about, you know, how the number of babies born in the U.S. has been plummeting for years and it hasn't recovered. And within this article, although they didn't label it in this way, they actually named three reasons why, you know, three reasons for this um, phenomenon. Number one, young adults say they can't afford to buy a house as nice as the one their parents raised them in or pay for childcare while they're still repaying student loans. I'm going to come back to these things. I'm just going to read them first. Number two, many men lack the earning power to be providers since blue collar jobs don't pay as well as white collar jobs. Plus fewer men are employed. And number three, more women can't find a marriageable man because their own greater education and economic status makes it harder for them to find a man who measures up. So right up my alley. Um, and what we talk about here on the show regular, regularly. The median age at which women now give birth is 30, three years older than it was in 1990. And despite advances in fertility treatments, women who delay having kids until their final childbearing years reduce their chances of doing so, obviously, not just because it narrows their biological window, but because other priorities and roadblocks can more easily derail their plans. Which again, I'm always talking about that if you prioritize and plan accordingly, you're, you're good to go. If you, if you try to do it after the fact, it, it's just, it's just doesn't work as well. It, sometimes it doesn't work at all because it's not just like it said, um, that your body isn't cooperating, but you have created a life that is set up for something else altogether. So to just cut that and, and move into this other mode is very, very difficult. So U.S. policymakers are looking for solutions for this falling birth rate. President Joe Biden has proposed a series of measures aimed at aiding parents. You can bet what that is. It includes paid family leave, subsidized child care, and federally funded preschool. Um, so basically, paying women to have children so the government can raise them. That's, I guess, option one. Former President Donald Trump, who's trying to return to the White House in 2024, has said that he supports paying out, quote, baby bonuses to fuel a reproductive boom. I'm not going to get into the politics of this. I, I'm just reading, I'm just sort of synopsizing what's what's in this article. So what's the conclusion of this? What, what's, what's, I mean, we know the reasons that women aren't having babies, what to do, what to do about it. It's the question really isn't why, but what to do. There seem to be, seem to me to be three obvious takeaways um, or conclusions for how to move forward in light of this um, new development. One is to accept the fact that you don't need to be wealthy to get married and have a baby. You just need a plan. You definitely need a plan, but you do not need to be rich 
to have kids. And that is something that I think is not at all said to the modern generation because there's so much focus on money and prioritizing that to the degree, if you go back to the first reason that women aren't having babies, they can't afford to buy a house as nice as the one their parents raised them in. I understand that. That is true. But notice it says, or pay for childcare while they're still repaying student loans. So let's look at that. That's not apples to apples. If you're if they're comparing themselves to the uh, the days when their parents were their age and they could afford to buy a house more easily, yes, that's true. But there were they also did not use childcare and they didn't have student loans. So the reason why you can't buy a house it's kind of a, it's a real conundrum because the reason why you can't buy the house as nice as the parents, the one their parents raised is because women entered the workforce in droves, which boosted the GDP, which is what made things so much more expensive and caused the economy to explode and thus making everything more, um, 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 uh, what am I trying to say? Um, expensive. <laughs> I don't know why that word escaped me. Um, but and, and, and in so doing, made decisions such as taking out huge student loans to be able to go to school um, that are keeping them from being able to do these things. So it's not, it's, it's just not apples to apples. We've created this new economic environment that we're in that's now causing these um, young people to feel like they can't afford to have children or to get married. But the, or even by house. But at the same time you hear all of that information, you also see, for example, this morning in the news that the price and costs of weddings have skyrocketed. And this is the, and travel is a huge thing that young people partake in and think they, you know, entitled to or what have you, or spend, choose to spend all their money on. So there is this lifestyle that is being prioritized, that if it weren't prioritized, you'd have obviously more money in your pocket. So there's much more to this than you're going to see in this article. But the bottom line is you don't need to be rich to get married and have a baby. You can live a much more simple life and you don't have to have a home when you are first starting out. That's another thing that's really big is this pressure to own a home, which, um, I, Certainly, I understand that uh, need and desire to have a home for sure. But because the circumstances have changed so dramatically, unfortunately, this is where we are. And the conclusion of that isn't um, to work more to get that house faster, but to create a home from whatever four walls you're in. If it's a town home, if it's an apartment, my mother never, my mother's family never had a home ever. They lived in a two or three bedroom apartment for all of her life. So I'm not saying you should aspire to that. I'm saying for a season of life, create a home from whatever walls you currently have. Your children or your certainly your babies do not know or care what those walls look like. Only you do. So this image that it has to look exactly the way that it did when your parents were young just isn't isn't reasonable. Um, you know, at this stage of life, if you are just starting out. The second thing. Women who want, this is, this is the hard one, this is super hard for, to hear, but women who want to find a provider 
if that's what they want, which let's again, go back to remember, there are three reasons. The first one we just went over. The second one, men lack the earning power to be the providers because fewer men are employed and that women can't find it. The third one is that women can't find a marriageable man because they're marriageable man because they are out earning them and they can't find a man who met man who measures up. So if you are a woman who wants to find a provider, your first order of business is to stop being your own providers. <laughs> so what does that look like? Because you're not going to find one. If you're busy providing, he's not going to step in and provide for you if you're doing it. So that doesn't mean you don't work necessarily. Um, I mean, it can, I guess it depends on the circumstances if you're married or not, and there's two incomes or, or you're still single, obviously you're going to be working, but there are several ways to go about this. Number one, is to make a plan so that when you are in that early stage of the relationship and before you've had kids, you're both working, but you put away one of those incomes, specifically yours, for a later date. So that when you move down to having one income, you have a buffer there. That's just an obvious solution. So it's not that you're not working, it's that you're sort of pretending you're not by, you know, living on less. And this is of course, again, assuming you're married and you don't have children yet because you have a combined income, or maybe you are dating and you know, you're headed there. Um, and you just make it super clear that even though you're providing for yourself at that moment, obviously, cause you're single, that's not your plan for after you get married, or at least after you have children, you make that clear so that the person that you're dating knows that you need or want him to be the provider. If you're just busy providing and acting like you're the same and you never have these discussions, you're very likely not going to get, um, uh, uh, not, not, not necessarily very likely, but it's very possible that the person that you are with is not seeing that and is also assuming that you're going to be a quote unquote equal provider and thus isn't you know, working as hard as he otherwise might. I mean, you have to have some incentive there to grow. And if you think you have twice as much coming in, you may psychologically not work as hard as you otherwise would. And then the third thing is to embrace sacrifice and the concept of sacrifice, which again is not something that the modern generation is taught to um, embrace or even do, you know, you should have what you want when you want it and you see everything right away and you want what you think your friends have or what you see on social media or what have you. And it's all very empty. It's very, um, there's just no depth there and understanding what the meaning of life is and what we're here for. Because when you have a baby, those things are not nearly as exciting. What is exciting and what does feel satisfying and meaningful is bringing that new life into the world and taking care of that new life. And your whole world is going to change when you have that, when you have that experience. And when you do, the sacrifice doesn't seem so great because nothing's going to um, be easier to do than to sacrifice your own needs for the sake of this, of this baby. So it's just a whole mindset around having babies. Um, that I find so super sad today um, because the focus is so much on money and 
this idea that you have to have a certain amount or, or even be rich um, in order to get married and have kids. And that just isn't true. In fact, quite the opposite is true. If you do get married, you're going to build wealth that much faster and you will get out of debt more easily because you have two people working instead of one. I mean, two people working toward that goal is what I mean, than one. And marriage has been proven um, to help people do that and to be um, a, a great road to wealth and stability. But incessantly being single uh, in, in a way that being single is not, let's put it that way. So yeah, the article is called, again, Why Americans Are Having Fewer Babies. It was in the Wall Street Journal, May 26th, over the holiday weekend. And um, yeah, just wanted to alert that article to you. Um, and that's all I've got for today. <laughs>